support the show by leaving me a rating on iTunes. Review, review as well. And also, or I should say, or Patreon, a money gathering website for artists. Patreon.com slash your eulogy. Thank you. This doesn't sound that good. Today, I am interviewing a co-director for WFMU-A-F-N. Yeah. Did I say it? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I didn't... I mean, like, literally. There's a ringing in the background, so try to clean it up. Here it is again. Today, I am interviewing a co-director for WFMU-A-F-N. Yeah. Did I say it? Oh, I'm sorry. Hmm, but by trying to get rid of that, I kind of took out... All high-end noises make it sound kind of flat. Today, I am interviewing a co-director. And it's so echoey. Why is it so echoey? For WFMU. Oh, because I was using a room, a shotgun mic, a room mic. FN? Yeah. Did I say? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I didn't... Did you say FM? Yes, I said FM. I said it wrong. And I also used the wrong mic for me. But I used the right mic for you, Katie, to sell my guest for today. But how come she still sounds echoey? Um, sorry. I don't <laughs> I think I, I okay. probably said it wrong. Okay. I did say it wrong. I can't do audio, but nobody cares. Does it matter? Okay. I thought you said FMU because there's a, another station like that's pretty popular on the East Coast that people always get confused with. We are not on the East Coast. We are in St. Paul, Minnesota. And the we I referred to is me and Katie DeSell. She is a co-director for Frogtown's community radio station WFNU. This interview is great. We talk about radio, a little inside baseball. The whole beginning of this episode is inside baseball. Kind of meaningless, but the interview is good. She talks about why she got into radio and part of it has to do with her mother who worked with people who were both deaf and blind. And so the idea of holding the world in your head, imagining what is real, radio, how that plays into the imagination, what communication is, what stories are, all that stuff she talks about. And it's beautiful. Well, I've loved radio since I was a little kid. Um, my dad would listen to like the car guys, the car talk and, oh, and the car. And yeah. They were really good. <laughs> they were really good. I was like really irritated with him when I was little, like, oh, let's turn this off. Um, but then I started like repeating it as like a five-year-old and like, you know, so I just grew up listening to a lot of talk radio. Um, I was working as a special ed assistant in a North Minneapolis high school and I got laid off and I wanted to still collect unemployment, but like actually like not sit around all day. And so she became a volunteer at KFAI, a larger but still community radio station where she learned a lot. I started doing some contract news stories for them. And then I got trained on how to run the board. And I started to have a, a late night funk music show on KFAI. And she still is a funk music show on WFNU. Check out this outrageous 
I think it's hilarious, but outrageous nevertheless. Program promo. Bringing you that authentic, uncut, 100% funk every Thursday, every Thursday, 7 p.m. With the funkiest trio on radio. Listening to Funk to Your Ears with Lady K, Philip G, and Chuck Smooth. We the best daddy. On WFNULP 94.1 FM, St. Paul. And remember, it ain't funk unless, unless it's, it's funk, funk to, to your ears. ears. <laughs> That's sweet. Way to go, Katie. Lady K, I should say. Okay, now let's take it back down. That's great. I'm doing a board certification tonight. Oh, great! Yay! Yeah. Which sounds That's awesome. It's nice telling people because they think I'm becoming a lawyer or something. <laughs> why? Why do you like radio? What? What? Mm. What connects you to it? Yes. Okay. Great question. I love radio because I you're able to use your imagination. It's like reading a book. It's like a lazy man's book, right? So you're you're able to. Uh, listen to something and then and then put it in your own like decipher it in your own mind uh one of the examples that i like to use that i've heard i don't know it's like some npr guy talk about radio on some i don't know youtube channel that i was watching and he talked about how he was doing this radio story he was at a hotel somewhere out of town and he it wasn't soundproof so he was underneath the covers with his like mobile recorder uh trying to to make it soundproof and he was on the phone with his wife and you know telling her what he what he was doing and then he stopped his story and he asked the audience okay like okay what color was the comforter i was under and they all everyone in the audience had a different idea of what color the hotel comforter was and so those are the stories like that stick with you because you have to create in your head the image of that comforter, what color it was. And and usually it was like, you know, the color of the comforter you have at home or the color of the comforter that you grew up with or something, you know. So it was something personal. So radio makes it even more personal because you're creating those images. Yeah, that's beautiful. Neil Gaiman referenced a, uh, a classic comic, instructive how to draw comic books thing, I think. I can't remember what it, who wrote it. But it's it's like there's a panel of someone standing with an axe, then a panel of like you see the person that they have an axe next to, and then you see um, the house from the outside and you can't see anything and you see a scream, and then the the author says something like that the axe wielder didn't kill the person, you killed them. Oh, because you didn't actually show it happen uh-huh. in your brain, you know. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, very similar. I like what you said um, because for the first time it kind of showed me why I like radio. Books are, there's a whole bunch of, um, let's just arbitrary numbers say like 60% of it is, or let's say 70% of it is you making it up in your head. Everything, what people look like, stuff like that. Movies, let's just say it's 70% the director shows it, or let's say 100%. Mm -hmm. Everything you see was chosen by someone else. Um, and both are, are have value. It's nice to imagine stuff. It's also nice to receive information from other people. But radio is kind of a beautiful 50-50 yeah. where there is like a you're holding hands with someone guiding you, but also you're creating it for yourself. Right. And then you throw in the 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 narrator or the storyteller's way of telling the story. So it's different than a book in that sense, too, because like the some someone's voice or tone, may be telling it in a way like the same story 
told by someone else with a totally different tone could mean something totally different, right? It's the same exact story. It's just a different way of telling it. Yeah. Have you have you developed a uh, on-air voice or? I mean, I <laughs> kind of a little bit when I. Um, you don't bec- instantly become much more elocutive. <laughs> if that's a word. It, de- <laughs> it depends on what I'm doing. Uh, so for the the funk show I do on here, I'm Lady K. The following show may not be suitable for some listeners. This program contains funk. And I feel like I've got more of like a, a smooth funk sound. Hey, uh, we have a, a working phone here in the studio. If oh, you'd yeah. like to call in, you can always give us a call right here on the Funk Connection. That's right. And we got Philip G here. and He's the technical. But then I do a lot of like personal podcast projects um, where I try to sound more professional. Less funky. <laughs> I was interviewing Katie for a profile on the radio station and we threw this interview in just because she was game. So I didn't actually have very much research on her as a person, what I like to focus on for episodes of Your Eulogy, this podcast. So I had to be blunt in some of my questions. Yeah. Um, Is there any part of your life, anything that happened in your life, in your family that kind of um, helped construct who you are today, be it something great when you were a kid, something awful, mm. um, relationships. Mm-hmm. This is the type of stuff I would research before <laughs> <laughs> and get mm. to the good content instead of like trying to find what's interesting yeah. in the moment. But Good question. Um, <laughs> I'd say, so my mom, when I was growing up, my mom always worked with people with uh, developmental disabilities from little kids to adults um, and then she started working with people who were both uh, blind and uh, deaf at the same time so she would help them communicate by teaching them how to sign um, like sign in their hands so they could feel the signs Um, and so like the idea of communicating in various ways has always been pretty prominent in, in, in my mind and I really and like the idea of storytelling as well. Like, how do you tell a story to someone who can't he- hear and can't see? Uh, how do you communicate with with people who who can't do those things? And um, so I think that with like I really like to write as well. And so trying to combine those ideas in my head and somehow that's radio, I guess. Not to, to put words in your mouth, but is it does it make you? not take communication for granted yeah that's great yeah it makes me it it because i am able-bodied and able to to speak and to see it really makes me want to to use what i am what i the gifts that i do have and because i do have this platform as well be able to use that for for good Mm. um here's a a tasteless question but (laughs) probably something that should be answered uh, and, and this isn't your field of study, you just uh, are close to it, but if you are uh, blind and deaf, mm-hmm. um, about what speed or level of communication uh, do people, are people able to communicate? Yeah, I, I don't know specifically uh, people who are blind and deaf, uh, that would be a question I would have to ask my mom, <laughs> but I 
So watching my mom do this work, I started working with people with special needs um, right when I was like 18 as a PCA, as a caregiver. And uh, I've continued to do that work, and I still do that part-time. And I, I taught at a high school. And um, one of my favorite things that I've done, has been, have been able to do through the radio station. Oh, sorry. It's actually somebody I work with. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things I've been able to do through the radio station is, is teach people with developmental disabilities, radio and podcasting skills. So just actually on Saturday, I taught a group of six uh, young men with autism, Down syndrome, and traumatic brain injuries, how to create their own radio piece. So in two hours, they all learned skills and they all created maybe a 10 minute long podcast piece from anything. um, One guy talked about winning gold at the national uh special olympics one guy uh he's got a fantastic deep voice and he really wants to be in radio and he talked about his love for radio and he sang acapella megan trainers it's all about that bass it was really really good i wonder if i've i, I know i've listened to some programming from some local people i wonder if that was it or kfai has a uh, a uh, disability in oh, progress yeah. show, I think it's called. Yes, they have that. We the the podcast and radio show that uh, I've done is called Here I Am. No, I have listened. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Okay, yeah, wonderful thanks. job. I've li- I listened to like uh, the State Fair one. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, it was it was so much fun. So the one that we got a mini grant from the Minnesota Humanities Center in the summer to do a six week class with uh, that program. And then the one I just did last week was a grant from the Minnesota Governor's Council on Disability. And that one was a grant um, not for the radio station. I have my own podcast production company called Sounds Powerful that that grant was through. You were just killing it with these sound puns. Here I am, Sounds Powerful. I I like puns. So (laughs) she's not kidding. The neighborhood we live in is called Frogtown. And before the interview, she pointed out a sign to me. Oh, did you see that sign over there? Up above your head. Frog parking only, all others will be towed. (laughs) (laughs) See what I mean? Okay, now time for the eulogy. Do you get people who, like, is it really morbid or what it, like... I mean, this is very like introspective. You have to like think about your whole life, right? It's it seems like um, you know, I'm being doing this like on the spot is this <laughs> difficult. Um, it's impossible. It's a dumb task, but um, I've painted myself into a corner. But it's kind of fun. I do like yeah. the limitation of it, knowing that it's impossible to really right. summarize yourself or summarize. I like to think of it more summarize. Um, your philosophy Mm. uh, instead of what you've done. Okay. Oh my gosh, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I'd say... I'm... I am a very open person to new experiences and maybe sometimes too open where I don't know where this is going <laughs> um,
I'm picturing right now like a word document, like my philosophy in life. Dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> the cursor is just blanking. Yes. Right <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. I think we got it. Yeah. What you just did. <laughs> that was your life. <laughs> trying to think. Yeah. Trying to do stuff. Sometimes it's not the answer. And I do believe that. We can't say everything, even though my show is about saying everything and pretending it makes sense. It doesn't always make sense. And there's not always an answer. Katie did have more to say about her philosophy, her eulogy. Okay, I don't know if I want to tell people to close up because, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, like I, I'd like that, I mean, I'd say I'd rather be open than closed, right? Like open-minded to new people, new experiences, other perspectives. Um, I, I think that sometimes that could be, you could get taken advantage of in some cases. Um, but I'd rather be a, per a person who, who maybe would be taken advantage of a, f a few times rather than like never experience anything, right? So I guess the moral, <laughs> the lesson is um, be open and not closed off. This has been Your Eulogy. My name is Matthew Schneeman. I did the music and edited and produced this episode. Email me at youreulogymail at gmail.com. You can do it. Thank you very much. That's all I've got.